Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, dingus. Where's Kenny? Walt Disney World. But what about the red algae? <laughs> I don't know about the red algae. He's gonna cough. <laughs> hey, who played Rudy in the movie Rudy? Rudy Rittiger. Samwise Gamgee? Yeah, what's his name as an Corey... actor? Corey... Pame? <laughs> nope. Corey Feldman. <laughs> nope. Uh, Sean Austin. There you go. Good job. <laughs> Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic college football predictionary battle royale to the death. Here is your host, me, Casey, the Platinum Toaster, and the best looking of the whole group. Bullshit. Splats Tosser. Total bullshit. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. Good. Good to see you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it would have been better if it was uh, Corey Haim. One of that Corey's would have been a pretty Corey Fel- good. I think Corey Feldman. Feldman would have been good yeah. too. Yeah. He's a little like Nick Cage in his craziness, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I like. This, actually, this ties into our episode last week. Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello in the oh. very first live action Ninja Turtles movie. All right. All right. Yeah. That's true. So, there and, you go. Uh, yeah. I miss those guys. Is one of them dead? Or are they both alive? Did uh, Haim? Haim. Yeah, died. Corey Haim died. Yeah. Yeah. But then, Feldman lives on. Yeah. And he's like on a quest to like get rid of all the pedophiles in Hollywood. Okay. Um, so, I, I support that. Yeah. <laughs> Seems fine like, with me. Okay. <laughs> it's a weird one, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Go for it, man. So I'll, I don't know. I'll, I'll send you no money, but I'll I'll support you in you know my heart. That, yeah, I mean, and also won't watch any of your stuff. Right, <laughs> I support you. Yep, for sure. Um, so yeah, so no Kenny tonight. No Kenny next week either. He oh. is like we said in Disney World. He's in Orlando, staying away from the red algae and the Delta variants. And he's gonna. He's, he's a, really rolling the dice out there. <laughs> well, <laughs> even uh, their governor has now come out and said to get vaccinated. <laughs> so it must be a real bad. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Sean Hannity came yeah. on and was like, "Hey guys, um, you know I've been like telling you not to get vaccinated for I don't know like this whole time." So I think, yeah, don't do that. I think some uh, corporate overlords had, <laughs> yeah. had something to say to the Republican Party this it last week. The, it was the lawyers for the corporate <laughs> overlords. They're like, dudes, <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> um, yeah, so we decided to shake things up a little bit since old Peanut Butter Pants is not here tonight. We are going to go ahead and preview the big 12 tonight. I know last week we said we were going to do the Pac-12 first, but we're going to do the big 12 don't worry, the Pac-12 will be next week, and that will also be without Kenny because he's gone. Apparently, he just is going to take two week vacation, whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, to I mean, I guess it probably does take two weeks to really get through all of Disney World and like Universal. So yeah, I don't know. I've never been. Uh, that's yeah. I have too many kids for that. Uh, expensive. <laughs> and as it turns out, though, that uh, we are actually the best predictioners in the multiverse. I knew that. Because there was some breaking news oh, involving the oh. Big 12. Oh, not because I'm a great uh, statistician? No. Oh. No, I think it's oh. just it, we're just tapped in okay. to oh. the consciousness of the Earth, of the multiverse. Oh, wow. And What's it just gives us future visions. Man, you were on a good track there for a minute, but you lost it, bud. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so what? what's up? Breaking news, Big 12, what's so, going on? So, uh, this afternoon, Wednesday, uh, what day is it? July 21st, there was a, there's a report out of the Houston Chronicle that Oklahoma and Texas are having, <clears throat> uh, conversations with the SEC. What? Yeah. About joining? About joining, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And it kind of, hmm, has gotten a little out of hand <laughs> on Twitter. What do you mean? Well, everybody loves conference realignment. 
right. and like all the rumors and all that stuff. So it has just gotten to be, but it's gotten to be like everybody's weighing in on it. That and, doesn't make uh, any sense though, because if you're Oklahoma, you they've like they've been the dominant force in that conference. They they have like made the college football playoffs out of that conference like three or two or three times in the last five years. Mm-hmm. Like. Why would you go be, you know, third or fourth in the SEC? Yeah. I mean, I don't think they care. I don't think that it ma- I think it all the only thing that anybody's seeing is dollar signs. Oh man, that doesn't make any I mean, it makes sense from the SEC's point of view cuz you get better games, I yeah. guess, or maybe yeah. you get like Texas revenue or something. Mm-hmm. But man, if you're if you're te- if you're Texas, yeah. You are now, you know, Mississippi State, you know, yeah. or you're like you're like TCU in the Big Twelve, you yeah, know, yeah, like that's what you are, yeah. Oh man, that's a bad idea. You're not even that because at least TCU is like the third or fourth <laughs> team, know, right? Like, True. So Texas is going to be what? So if they add those two, those sixteen, so there's sixteen teams. Texas is like what eighth, seventh, right, eighth, yeah. and they can hope for fourth I mean, on good years, unless Sark can turn them around. You know, like yeah. I don't know because they're not going to recruit much better. They get four and five star talent now. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, that doesn't, oof, that's bad. What happens to the Big 12? I mean, first of all, the Big 12 is the Big 10, because there's only 10 teams in the Big 12. Yeah, yeah. They're going to the Big 8, and they just keep it called the Big 12? Or well, like, what be, the fuck happened? That'd be pretty hilarious if they were the Big 8. <laughs> that would make so many old Nebraska fans mad. I know. They'd be <laughs> so mad. I know. They'd be like, oh, we're the new Big 8. And they'd be like, what, what the fuck? fuck? No Nebraska. <laughs> that'd be funny. Yeah, I don't know. There was, um, so call it, or pick six previews, I think, Um uh, McClintock is his last name. I can't remember yeah, what his yeah, first yeah. name is. He on Twitter he was talking about. Let's just have some fun with this and let's just do seven regional conferences. And it was pretty interesting what he came up with. Um, I highly suggest checking it out. It was kind of cool. It was basically like the old Big Eight, <laughs> like the old <laughs> SWAC kind of yeah. thing. Like, yeah. What happened to Notre Dame? Are they going to get swallowed? They should go. They should join the Big Ten. They should regionally. Regionally, regionally, it would make sense to put. The I Big think Ten. they hate the Big Ten for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, because they're, they're just. Well, I think the Big Ten's Irish always dicks. always wanted them and like, has tried to get them, and they're just like, "Fuck nah, off." Yeah. We can make way more money, but like, yeah. I don't know if they can. But then they, but then they join the ACC, which is like makes no sense. Yeah, for basketball and for, shit, for, for everything except for football. Yeah, so stupid. Whatever. Yeah, they should yeah. force them into conference. Like, I was hoping that like they would make just like the playoff, just conference game winners, conference championship yeah. game winners, yeah. and just freeze <laughs> Notre Dame out of it. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, that would be the. I mean, that would be the only way right. that they would join. Well, that or I don't know. I also read on Twitter that the some people think that this may be the first move into like consolidating into like a Premier League of college football. Yeah, I've heard that too, which would be interesting. And I think didn't did you tweet did you send that tweet? We were talking about this you and I about how like, you know, it would be sweet if you had like the Power 5 and the Group of 5 is just like co- conferences based on performance. Yeah. And so as as you were like as teams like sort of ebbed and flowed in terms of their ability and 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 their talent and their on the field production they would either join the group of five or join the power five. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah. I, it would be interesting though, because you could be really good one year, but then lose all the players that made you good, but you got promoted and then you just be dog shit. So then you just get regular. Yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be lagged a year. You yeah. Know what I you'd mean? have to like figure out a way to like, well, I mean, you just, you just see, you know, but I mean, you just yeah. like, you know, if you, if you, <laughs> it'd be funny because you would have, you would, you'd have the opposite effect too, where, you know where you were bad one year, mm-hmm. and then and then you're in the and then you got busted down to the group of five, and then you know you were good the next year and you just dominated the group of five. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be. Um, did you hear about the about Bryce Young 
and what Nick Saban said about how huh. he makes he's making almost seven figures in NIL deals. Uh, oh, I did. I saw that he he had said that, but yeah. I, I didn't know if anything was behind. Like, it was interesting because I so I was having a, I had a convers a text conversation with Meeks about it, right? Mm-hmm. And and he was he asked some interesting questions, and he because he's like you know he, he makes the point that I think we all do, which is like it's great that you know players are getting their you know paid for their value and like you know it's a little more equitable than it used to be but he's like are there unintended consequences right like if you're an 18 year old kid especially if you grew up like low SES or something like you know even NFL players in their 20s are having a really difficult time managing their finances mm-hmm. so what happens if you're 18 and you're suddenly a millionaire and you have to go to class and you're and you have to, and you're buying like expensive cars and you're partying like is, is the unintended consequence that like focusing and being a student as part of the student athlete suffers if if you be if, if you're a millionaire when you're 18 years old. I mean, what are they going to do? I mean, yeah, but aren't they doing that anyway? Like I, you know, I know that there's like, I mean, a lot of those good players do will just go out and party and they already get quote unquote paid already <laughs> anyway. I don't like, know about that kind of that kind of money because sure. that because that's like I get to go buy a Ferrari now, you yeah, know, kind of money. Yeah, yeah, I just thought it was interesting because we 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 tend to overlook. We were so excited that people get paid now. We tend to over, don't ask the question: What are the consequences of this? Yeah. Are there anything? Is there are there you know phenomena that could happen that would like you know actually harm the kids or or you know or or be bad for. Um, for the players and so or the sport even so I, I know it's just an interesting idea I wonder I wonder how how badly like classroom attendance and like, concentration and focus goes I don't know if, I don't know if that's even I mean a is, that, is that even a difference in some of those players anyway I mean not if you're going to North Carolina as a basketball player or Duke as a basketball yeah. player because right? they just cheat for you anyway yeah. so what's yeah. the difference so I don't know I yeah there's going to be some people that you know it's going to be hard for, yeah. you know? I would think that's true. But that's, I mean, that's just the the nature of it, I well, think. Well, and we're at the precipice, too, where I think that, like, as or as colleges start figuring out, you know, if it becomes a problem, if it becomes, you know, something that where, like, a lot of players are, like, not performing well in class and have, are dropping out of school and can't even play and lose their sponsorships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, There's they're going mean, to have to figure that yeah. out. And, that, and that's a consequence of kind of that, at, that attitude or that, um, behavior right you know is that like oh yeah like I got this huge sponsorship because I was in class and I was right. on the team but now I'm like about to lose my scholarship because I'm not going to class and then lose my sponsors yeah which is interesting because Bryce Young doesn't even he hasn't even taken a snap yeah and he's like I got these million dollars with oh, NIL, dude, which is you, weird. Know, you know about like uh, Arch Manning Mm-mm. so it's uh, I think it's the oldest Manning brother the one that didn't play mm-hmm. football his son who is like the top tier quarterback of the 2022 or 2023 class like that. So he's not even graduated. They're expecting him to make like $10 million in Uh NIL. Yeah. That's insane. And and he's not even there yet. All right. And he doesn't even need the fucking money. I know. That's bananas, dude. Yeah. That is so bananas. So. And meanwhile, like you have all these like three and four star guys, you know, who are going to have to earn their way. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, it's weird because like you haven't, he hasn't earned anything. You know, I mean, not to say that he hasn't worked hard in high school and, and yeah. is a good athlete in high yeah. school. I'm not saying yeah. that, but so does uh, the three and four star yeah. guys. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, but but like they're not going to get ten million dollars. No. They're going to get a fucking red cent. Yeah. You know, they're until until they've proven on the field until they become studs. Yeah. On, in a college. Yeah. In the college game, it's just weird. It's it's I know it's, it's the wild wild west out there. Yeah. Right now. And I think we'll, we'll slowly start figuring out the answers to these questions. But yeah, and it I is think, interesting. Um, to tie this to Nebraska, like Nebraska has a whole um, like 
department now mm-hmm. like associated with this and helping these kids manage their money right and stuff like that it's gonna have to so. be like that because that's what the nfl does too yeah. is like is help players like they, i think they have mandatory like financial mm-hmm. classes and like mm-hmm. financial advisors and like mm-hmm. whatever their agents help them manage it and stuff yep. like that so yeah anyway so yeah so i think you'll see that those people that have that infrastructure in place right. those <clears throat> teams will probably do a lot better do high, do high school and uh and college athletes now need an agent. They probably do if they're gonna if they're going to like if somebody's gonna you be ha- a spokesman for them for yeah. these for these like big. Uh, contracts. I mean, because they're gonna be in school and they're gonna have to manage these meetings. Right. And there's gonna have to be somebody there that helps them manage right. so stuff. Now, yeah. So you need a sport now. These high school kids need a sports agent. That's crazy. Okay. Whatever. Who uh, cares? Yeah. So uh, back to our conference preview. We're gonna do the Big Twelve tonight. Uh, Dingus, you want to give us the thirty foot. 30, thirty foot, thirty thousand foot. I'd rather give you the thirty foot. Feel. I don't know. I don't even know what that's saying. Is it thirty thousand foot? This is like corporate speak. I okay. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We have a nice. I think we have a nice synergy between us. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I'll give you the Got thirty thousand foot view. Yeah, some other corporate. And then we can circle back to the Big Twelve. <laughs> exactly. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yep. So credit where it's due. The Big Twelve went five and zero oh in last year's I didn't bowl know games. That. Right. Oh, crazy. Um, and uh, I'm not sure how much you can take away though from that because you know COVID wreaked havoc on a bunch of teams and a lot of really good players sat out and left for the draft early, that kind of thing. But, you know, with the exception of of, uh, Oklahoma State's win over Miami, none of the games were even close. The five wins were even close. So four of the the five were pretty much blowouts. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a deeper conference right now, honestly. The, The... you know, it's top heavy um, it, with the, with the Cyclones and the Lanthes. You know, who are going to be among, I think, the best in the FBS this year. And you got West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Texas, which are a clear step below. But you know, Sark gets Texas, roll, Texas rolling. You have three teams at the top with a ton of talent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, and uh, by the way, the Big Twelve is playing defense now. Yeah, dude. Uh, five Big Twelve teams finished in the top eighteen uh, rankings for S and P Plus. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. And West Virginia was fourth total. And over or fourth overall in total defense. Wow, I know that's nuts. And then the, the, none of these teams can play offense, by the way, which we will talk about yeah. the whole night. Like, the, it, like we talk about like alternate timelines and alternate realities, <laughs> and like caused by certain smashing particles together. Like suddenly the Big Twelve can't play offense anymore; and they're great at defense. So uh, anyway, uh, this conference is going to be a fucking grind. Um, and I, you know, maybe you know, one loss, maybe even two loss. Iowa State or Oklahoma gets out of there. Uh, they might have a look at the playoff, depending on how other conferences and shit shakes out. So it'll be an interesting one. I think it's. I think it's. It's going to be tough. Yeah. For sure. So we are going to start with the teams that have the lower lower um, totals, and then we're going to go um, uh, we're going to go in that order. Going to go up to the top, except for one team. So the team that has the lowest Kansas over under total, we're going to do last. Oh, we're saving the best for last. Saving the best for last, or the worst for last, whichever way you want to look at yeah, it. Yeah, for us, it's the best. For us, it's the best because they, the they, they provide the best content for, for sure. us. Absolutely. Um, so we're going to do Kansas last. So we're going to start things off with Texas Tech. Over under season total is four and a half. The over is minus one fifty. The under is plus one twenty. All right, dingus. Yeah, you know the Red Raiders have been so disappointing. Yeah, uh, with Wells and Yost. Man, those two, those dudes turned Utah State into like the best offense in the nation. Uh, and by the way, Yost turned quarterback after quarterback into NFL caliber players, and not just NFL caliber. He put two quarterbacks in the first round: Chase Daniel and uh, Blaine Gabbert, and he had. Brad Smith before that. Oh yeah, that is the that is a run for the ages. Yeah, that's dude. a really good. Yeah, that's a really good run. And yeah. somehow these two bozos have made Texas Tech suck at passing the Texas Tech suck at passing it. How I don't know. Uh, last year Texas Tech finished in the bottom half of the FBS in passing success success rate and total quarterback rating. And so Wells fired Yost. He did what he had to do. 
I respect that. You know, that's his buddy. That's his homeboy. And he fired his ass. Uh, and he brought in, yep, you guessed it, another uh, former Texas Tech quarterback, Sonny Cumbie, is, <laughs> is, is now another coach at Texas Tech. Might as well. Right, why not? It's, Might as well. It's worked before, I guess. But they also, this is interesting, they brought in Tyler Show from Oregon, mm-hmm. who showed Flash mm-hmm. as being pretty good last year. Uh, the point is, I haven't completely lost hope in Wells. Um, which maybe just me being a total like geek nerd fan of of Utah, what he did at Utah State, but mm-hmm. anyway, um, you know, if he doesn't get his, anything going, though, this could easily be it. this could be a curtain call for for old for old Wells. Uh, but that said, I think he can get things turned around. They got they play at Stephen F. Austin, FIU, mm-hmm. Kansas. Um, you know, so there's three wins. Yeah, three wins, and his team his team has was in almost every game and damn near upset uh, Texas in overtime last year. So, you know, the over is kind of pricey at minus 150, but there's probably five or six on that schedule that they can win, maybe. Yeah, you said it. Uh, Wells has been horribly disappointing so far. The quarterback situation, though, is intriguing, like you said. So if that position can get it going, I think they've got a real shot to sneak up on some folks. I do think uh, they have four. They have the three wins for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, I don't know. Uh, where are they going to find two more wins at Houston first game? Probably not. Maybe at, I, don't, I don't know. What, I don't know what to expect from Houston. I know it's crazy. That first games, these first games, some of these teams are playing are right. a little. There, it's a little. It might Spicy. be a little rough. Right. Uh, at West Virginia, I don't know. Morgantown's a tough place to play. It is, yeah. and and we don't know what that team's going to look like. True. Well, I mean, they got you know uh, what's his name come back, Dodgy Dogey. Oh Dodge. no 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 not. Oh yeah, yeah, Doge, yeah, yeah. Dogecoin, Dogecoin, Dogecoin. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to him. Yeah. So I mean, I you know who knows? Um, home versus K State. I, uh, maybe I, I don't you know. Like, I mean, maybe K State. I don't know. But you know, we'll talk about them. But they they're sneaky good. Yeah. At, and then at Baylor, I mean, in what what could be a very horrible low game, low scoring oh, yeah. last game for that both might, of those there teams. There might not be any point yeah. scored. <laughs> It'd be like a two to one game. Oh man. Um. So I like the odds on the under. So I I'm gonna take the under four and a half. I'm not real confident about it because they can get a couple of those wins and maybe sneak up on Oklahoma mm. State or TCU or even Texas. Yeah. But I'm still gonna take the under here. I just like the price of it. And we're going to talk about these like middle of the road teams, and it's it's so hard to predict these yeah, these ones in the yeah. Big Twelve. Yeah, I would stay away from most of these if I, I wasn't. I wouldn't bet on these probably, but yeah, I just I just I haven't lost total faith in, in Wells. I know he's I know he can coach offense. Yeah, and so if they get it put together, it could be good. But who knows? Yeah. Next up, we have Baylor with a total of five and a half. The over is one hundred and five, and the under is minus one thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Aranda brought in Jeff Grimes to be the new o- OC to try to rev up the one hundred and eighteenth uh, in total offense, one hundred eighteenth ranked team in total oh, offense. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, from last year to go with a defense that is gonna be really good. What's what's really funny is Grimes was the OC of BYU for the last four years. Okay. So if they can get an NFL caliber quarterback, they're going to be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's one of those issues. The quarterback race is wide open, and the Bears really don't know what they have really with their quarterbacks. Okay. The really good news is that their first three games are Texas State, Texas Southern, and Kansas. <laughs> so three and zero. Yeah, yeah, got it. So that should give the coaches a good look at whoever gets the mm-hmm. starting yeah, true, job. True, true. Um, I also think that those are the only for sure wins on the schedule. I do think they have five toss ups. At Oklahoma State, Ooh, I don't know. If, okay, and they're at Oklahoma State and at uh, Kansas State. Mm. Home versus BYU, and that game should be really interesting. Uh, yeah, BYU is going to be down this year without yeah. without well, Zach, Zach Wilson. Mount, Wilson yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas and Texas Tech. So can they get three of those? I think they can, and I think they go over. I think they get six wins. Okay, that defense I think is what's going to really carry them. Uh, I'm, I don't. Mm. 
I don't know if I agree with that. Baylor went 11 and three in 2019, then two and seven last year. I actually remember telling you guys in 2019 repeatedly that Baylor was the luckiest fucking team in America. I actually went back and looked at the script to make sure that I actually did that because my memory was right. I, I did tell you like three different times, my God, this team is lucky. That year, they beat Iowa State by one, Texas Tech by three in overtime, West Virginia by one, and, Tech, and TCU by three in triple overtime. Like, man, they were dodging bullets that year to get to 11-3. and three. And guess what? In 2020, the variant snapped back, just like I keep saying it does. Uh, you know, noobs, newbies are going to say that the falloff has to do with Aranda taking over for Rule, but as an extraordinarily uh, and extremely accomplished statistician, uh, maybe some, okay. some say the best in the world. Yeah, okay. Some, some, <laughs> some will say, Some I will say I'm the best. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't know them. They live in Canada. Um, <laughs> I, I'm always looking, no, I'm, I'm looking for swings and variants like this because I think this is where lines get off and, and get soft and efficiencies crop up in the market. Baylor went one and four in their close games last year and appeared to take a huge step backwards. But the reality is, I think the Bears were much worse than their record in 2019 and much better than their record in 2020. But as we've been saying, this year is going to be tough sledding. Uh, the Big 12 is playing D. Baylor's D might be up there with West Virginia as the best mm-hmm. in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They have 10 starters back plus all of their two deep. So yep. they have depth and talent. Uh, but their offense, like Casey was saying, is just so terrible. Breaking the new quarterback. I think five is possible, but I, six seems too much. It's like too much to me. So I would probably take the under. All right, next up we have Kansas State. Over-under is 5.5. Over is minus 140, mm-hmm. and the under is plus 110. Right. Get yeah, it. So the Wildcats finished with five straight losses last year, but that was after quarterback Skyler Thompson got hurt and the offense just Well, didn't he get hurt that. early in the season, and then that one dude, and then they just slowly deteriorated? Yeah, No, it, he, got, he, got, got, he got hurt, and then uh, and then they just... Because uh, Will they, Thompson took over, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let me look it up, because I, th- I think he got injured... I think he got injured in, like, the second or third game. Because um, I think Thompson took over... Like three games in, because Thompson ran, ran him through that that winning streak that they had, because they they rattled off. Like, oh, in his third game, in the third yeah, game third against game. Texas Tech is when, yeah. he got, is when he got hurt. Yeah, because Will, because yeah, because Will Thompson, and then they but then they played TCU. They beat TCU by seven, and then they beat Kansas by a lot. But then they lost to West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Baylor, mm-hmm. and Texas. Oh, Will Howard. Will I was yeah yeah Skylar Thompson. Will How Will Howard's the one. Yeah, Will Howard. Yep. Yeah. After. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I think Skyler Tonk. You know, the the offense will go as far as he can go. Right. If he can stay healthy, uh, and uh, and so he's back for his sixth year, <laughs> and so is the dynamic running back Deuce Vaughn. That dude is amazing. Dude is amazing. Uh, the schedule isn't exactly easy either, though. They play Stanford. Although I think K State wins that one. We'll get into Stanford next week. And Nevada, which I think is a total toss-up game. I'm actually probably leaning a little bit Nevada. Depends on what the line is. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um, so I think they they can beat Kansas. Obviously, they'll beat Southern Miss. Um, but four toss-ups, which I think they'll need three. This this middle of the pack, like I was saying, is just so hard to predict. They're all just some okay, slightly above average teams with good coaches. Right, and right. That's so that true. so that good coaching can take those you know above average teams, slightly above average teams, and make them into better teams. So anyone any one of these teams in the middle could catch lightning in a bottle and rock the league. Really, saying that, I do think they can get five wins, then beat someone they shouldn't, like Iowa State, TCU, or Texas. Like they always do, it seems like every year. Mm. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the minus one forty over. Okay. Uh. So yeah, we mentioned Kansas State was completely schizophrenic last year, 
and part of that has to do with the loss of the quarterback. But, but I mean, Howard ran off three wins in a row. Yeah, and so. Uh, but they they lost to Arkansas State in the opener. Yeah, I remember that. That was brutal. Yeah. Then they beat the Sooners the next week. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And granted, like they didn't catch the Sooners by the time like Rattler had had a you know a few games under his belt and, and had settled into the game. But like you know three wins in a row, and then the wheels just like slowly sort of fell off until they. Until, did you, I think you mentioned they lost like the last five yeah. games of the season? Yep. I th- I think Kleiman is a good coach. I like I like Chris Kleiman. Uh, you wouldn't know he's a good coach by watching the second half of last season, but. <laughs> You know, he went eight and five his first year, and he improved the thirty-two spots in S and P ranking. Got off to a hot start, four and one last year. Uh, they have it in them to be good, but mm-hmm. dude, get this: according to uh, Bill Conley, Kansas State ranked one hundred and twentieth in tackling success Ooh. last year. That's not that's uh, not going to work. No. Uh, well, in the, in the formerly explosive <laughs> offenses of the Big Twelve, maybe, maybe it works now when like nobody has an offense to speak of besides Oklahoma and maybe Iowa State, but. You know, on top of that, Kansas State has a has a pretty sneaky tough schedule. You mentioned Nevada and and, and Stanford, but they run into you know uh, um, Iowa State, uh, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State. You know, like Bing Bang Boom, and this right in a row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to be sort of a murderer's row of games there. Um, I mean, they could easily they could just as easily start four and two or five and one as they could one and five. Yeah, uh, with their schedule. So I think yeah, you're right. It's difficult to handicap. Uh, you if you keep Vaughn and Thompson healthy, I think I think you know they can get to six or more wins. So you have to be willing to bet on those two guys staying upright. They're going to take a lot of hits in that conference, and, and there's a lot of good defenses. So if you're willing to bet that, I would take the over, but uh, I wish you the best of luck because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to pan out. So Yeah. It's, 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 these teams are so crazy because yeah. like, they just have all these good coaches. The right. coaching depth is crazy, crazy. in the Big right. 12. Right. Uh, next, we got West Virginia. The over-under is at 6.5. The over is minus 140, and the under is plus 110. Dingus, what do you got? Uh, West Virginia went 6-4 and four last year, yep. and at times they looked apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at other times, and again, yet another Big 12 offense that needs to show major improvement. Like we said, we, they do get uh, Dogecoin. Jarrett Do- Dogie? Dogie? Dodgy? Doge? I don't know. Whatever. I don't know how you say we'll that. just call him Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. All right. They get Dogecoin back, so there's, there's going to be some decent quarterback play. But, uh, you know, uh, the Mountaineers' talent at skill positions is okay, not great. Uh, their defense will keep them in most of the games. I think it's going to be pretty good again this year. So it comes down to how consistently they can move the ball and if they can dominate, basically at home. because So they play Long Island, Virginia Tech, Texas Tech, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Texas oh, in nice. Morgantown, right? Nice, nice. If you believe they can go 4-2 and two at home against that schedule, that slate, uh, then you know the, they probably have auto wins against Kansas and Maryland See, on the Mar- schedule. Maryland, I don't know. I marked Maryland as a toss-up toss because uh, – Tua's brother is starting now yeah. for them at quarterback. Right. He, did, he looked good last year mm-hmm. at times. Yeah, at times yeah. he looked good. Yeah, but that defense is so good. That's true. Oof. That's true. Yep. So I don't know. Yeah. That, that, okay. Fine. That one's a little bit uh, dicey. But yeah. you know. But if you think they can win those two and go like four and two at home or better, all they would need to do is beat like Taylor or uh, Baylor, TCU, or Kansas, State. and they could beat all three of them. Right. I think it's more likely though that Virginia West Virginia splits their home games three and three, and if that's the case, I just don't see four more wins on that slate to get to the over. Um, so uh, you know, the unders on sale. I would put, I would put my money there if I had to. I don't think I would. I would not pay one minus one forty for that over. Yeah. See, I see what you did there. The old crypto reference. Yeah, it's you, so timely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Since nice. I lost all my money in crypto. <laughs> <laughs> so not all, not only are we the best predictioneering podcast in the multiverse, we also know about cryptocurrency. We do, huh? So well, at least you do. Uh, nope, <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. <laughs> anyway, on to the Mountaineers. I think the Dingus is correct here. There is a path to seven, but it's hard to make a decisive one. The offense not only brings back Dogecoin. 
but also Letty Brown, a thousand yard rusher from oh, last nice. year in okay. only ten games. So that's pretty impressive. They also have their f- top five receivers from last year. They didn't do anything. No, but I mean, it's still the experience. Okay, fine, I think fine, fair, fair. You know what I mean? Okay. So the conference tops defense returns six. So they may take a, just a tiny step back a little bit, just because all the other defenses are bringing back, you know, more. Um, and they are, like you said, have stepped it up. So can Dogecoin shoot to the moon this year to take <laughs> like that offense to the next level? Emoji, rocket emoji. Yeah, you know, I agree <laughs> with the, yeah, see what I did there? Pretty yep, good. I like it. Uh, I agree with the dingus and say take the underplay here. Like I said before, I, I'm i going to say it probably again like three more times, but this middle group of the conference is just, is just, it's just so hard because they have the, they have the good coaches. Mm-hmm. Like when they hired all these coaches two, three years ago, like I think we talked about it then, even saying that this is a deep conference right. coaching wise. Right. Like Neil Brown and with West Virginia and Chris Kleiman and Dave Aranda yeah. and Lincoln uh, Riley, Lincoln yeah. Riley and Mike Gundy yeah. and Gary Patterson yeah. and uh, now with Lance Leopold right. at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's one of the it's like. If, Matt Campbell. If, Matt Campbell. If it stays together, if it's if the conference stays together and like they don't split it up, I mean, every team's got a good coach. Every team's got a good coach. Like they're going to be good. This is yeah. going to be a good conference. Yeah, it's going to take a little time to get all the bottom, but it's already deep. Yeah, it's, it's already deep. So. Oh yeah, for sure. So anyway. it, crazy. Next we go to those uh, the Mike Gundy, the Oklahoma State fighting Mike Gundys. Over under is seven and a half. Uh, okay, the over is yeah. minus one fifteen, and the under is minus fifteen. So nobody really knows what to think <laughs> what of to make of them. Yeah. So uh, uh, I just got to start. I'm gonna start. Gundy uh, cut his mullet. What? Yeah. Oh, so it's over. Fuck. It's over. Okay, There's well, no more. Yeah. I, the, I have to take back my entire po- like <laughs> research now. I didn't even the, know that. The Damn Pokes it. might not win any games. No. This season. No. They might just fold up the card table and go <laughs> home. You know. <laughs> so here's the thing. They have to replace Chuba Hubbard and Tylen Wants uh, Wallace. Chuba. I thought it was Chuba. It is, but it's Chuba. Oh, okay. It definitely is Chuba, but oh, it's okay. Chuba. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> and Tylen Wallace with Wallace. Uh, they lost the other top two wide receivers as well, so they don't have like hardly any experience coming back on wide receivers. Although Oklahoma State is known for their good wide yeah, receivers, exactly. So uh, there's that. But they do have eight back from a defense that was middle of the pack in the conference and the nation last year, so they should be better. And they may need to carry the offense until Spencer Sanders um, can figure out what targets he likes best. I do see six wins with six t- uh, with a t- with toss ups at uh, Boise State, at Texas. At West Virginia and home versus TCU, so they've got a lot of hard road games. Yeah, um, I think they will lose to Iowa State and Oklahoma, but can they win two in those four toss-ups? I don't think so. They will get to seven, but eight I think is asking too much. But then again, I'm also not real confident in it either. Like like we've been saying, I mean it's just yeah. so hard with these teams. You get to one, you know, you get to that level where it's they need that next half game, and it's like oh they got to go to at West Virginia. Right, they, they're they're right. at Boise. Right, you know, stuff, so stuff out there. Yeah, so Dingus, what you got? I well, I always are you like me and that you forget that Gundy had the Cowboys back in the top twenty five by the end of last year. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, totally like, forgot about it. I mean, they seemed like they were going there, like things were going pretty badly. In uh, where where is that? North, not Norman. Uh, uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. Yeah. Uh, you know, they got a good bowl win against a decent Miami team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, for, you know, I, like I said, I thought they were getting shitty. But once again, we have another team that made an extraordinary leap defensively, and I know that like they, I mean, you know, you said they're middle of the pack, but like they went from fifty eighth in S and P to eighteenth last year is where they ended up. Yeah, and so and, and you know, and they returned, and, and I know you mentioned they, they returned eight starters, but fourteen of their eighteen defenders that saw the field the most two hundred or more snaps are all coming back. Oh, okay, well, even better, right? Yeah, so so I think that defense and that defense, you know, eighteen and that S and P top twenty, that's pretty good. 
you got all that returning uh, experience, um, and 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 they, and they actually have one of the like three of the best defense secondary uh, corners and, and safeties in, in the country. So they have one of the best secondaries in the nation. Um, you're right; they do have to replace Chuba, but he was hurt the last half of yeah. 2020, yeah. and. In, no, in any case, the, the highest rushing outputs last year were from Desmond Jackson and Dominic Richardson. Okay. I mean, bro, uh, D-Jax ran for 350 yards in two games. Oh, okay. And, that, that'll uh, do. Then he got hurt, and yeah. D-Rich came in and Baylor uh, against Baylor and threw up 170 against that defense. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. So, yeah. as the old saying goes, no Chubba, no problem. What? <laughs> you remember that saying? No. <laughs> never heard it. Uh, we never heard that. Nope, never heard think, that one. I think maybe Shakespeare Is that what those Canadian, those Canadian people that tell <laughs> yeah, you you're the greatest statisticians this world's ever seen? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, we yeah. talk a lot about, uh, about these kind of things. Yeah. We They're come, wise. They're very wise. They say these. They're clearly wise. They say these idioms that have been known for <laughs> hundreds of years. Yeah, you just probably don't read enough uh, Aristotle in the in the ancient Greek as your problem. Yeah, you know what? You're right. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the good news is, actually the good news doesn't even stop uh, with, with, uh, with D. Jackson. Uh, D. Rich running wild against teams last season. Uh, Spencer Sanders, as you mentioned, is back. He does have some talented young receivers to throw to. I know you mentioned they lost a lot of their uh, of their former players, but like uh, I also think Sanders. So, so they have some talent. They have a guy named Presley or something. I can't remember if that's his name. Anyway, one guy like emerged like in the bowl game, okay, and like really, really uh, performed well. And so there's yeah. a lot of excitement around for him. And you know, with, with Sanders' ability to run a little bit, sure, adds yeah. a wrinkle to that running game yeah. that can you know that can keep these like ultra aggro Big Twelve defenses yeah. a little bit honest. Um, you know, and uh, with that defense and running game, I like the p- the potential for Oklahoma State to break out this year. I think they have a decent chance to start five and one or six and zero, oh. and from there they have uh, Kansas and, and Texas Tech as likely wins. Mm-hmm. That puts them like you know around around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably need a win against TCU or West Virginia to solidify the over. Yeah, but from where I stand now, preseason, not knowing how it's going to look. I don't see any reason why the Cowboys actually can't be nine and two or ten and one Whoa. going into Oklahoma, the Oklahoma game on the twenty seventh. So give me that over and give me the Oklahoma State breakout season. Wow, you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a weird one, but I'm gonna go with it. I like it. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Next up, we have the Horny Toads of Texas Christian University. Over under is seven and a half. Um, over is minus 105, and the under is minus 125. You're paying for it no matter what. Yeah. Paying for it both ways. So, uh, Dingus, Dingus, what do you got? Uh, so, TCU has been on a downward slide for the past few years, but this is what happens to them. I, I, I shared with you guys a chart that I made last year where it's like they're shitty, 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 and then boom, they, they're like 12 and 1, 13, 11 and 3, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, they made it to the Big 12 Championship in 2017. Yeah. Case in point. Yeah. And they won uh, just seven games in 2018, five in 2019, and six in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, you never know. What you're going to get, they can leap up like a, I mean, maybe like a frog or something. Yep, got they can it. Leap up, yep. you know. Yep, got it. Uh, <laughs> got that pun. Uh, story's always the same with these guys, though. Great defense, terrible offense. Um, you know, but they're but like I said, grand. They're they're capable of pulling out a wild a wild season. Uh, like in in 2013, they went four and eight, and the next year they went twelve and one uh, with an absolute beating of Ole Miss in the Peach Bowl. Yeah. So. You shouldn't surprise you if TCU pops up and has a great year. Nope. But it's a razor-thin margin for error for these guys to get to eight. They have road games against Oklahoma State, who I just said I think Woo. is going to be really good, Oklahoma and uh, Iowa State. So they, they, the three potentially best teams in the conference they have to go on the road against. Yeah. Those are likely losses to me. Maybe Oklahoma State's to- a toss-up. I yep. don't know. Uh, I don't think it is, but you know, it's, it's still hard to say. Mm-hmm. Texas, Kansas State, West Virginia are definite toss-ups for them. They're going to have to win, you know, two or f- two of those four to get to eight wins. Yeah, not impossible, just not real confident. Yeah. So, um, you know, the overs. I don't know. I would. I wouldn't take the overs, but but you know, 
I've been known to be wrong once. <laughs> one time. One time? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm kind of the opposite of the dingus on this one. I do like the overs. Max Dugan is back on the offense that was fourth in the conference last year. They return all the production from the conference's top rushing team. The entire D-line returns. Uh, they didn't have that... They didn't have the production they wanted last year, but they had 22 sacks in the last six games. Mm, that's pretty good. So you have to think that they're 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 going to be much better. I have eight for sure wins on the schedule right now. I think they'll beat Cal and SMU in their non-con. Not not slouch games necessarily. Mm-hmm. Cal maybe. I we have to talk. We'll talk about them next week. And I think, like you said, the toss-up games: uh, home versus Texas, at Oklahoma State, and at Iowa State. I will put Iowa State as a toss-up. I think they'll probably lose, but. Um, but that's to finish the season. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're probably the third best team in the conference, and I think they will go over that seven and a half. So Oh, we're fighting. So yeah. I have Oklahoma State as the third best, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, so we'll see. Next up we have the Texas Longhorns over under set at eight. Uh, the over is plus 110, and the under is minus 140. Oh, boy. So I think this is one of the hardest teams to read um, in the Big 12 and maybe in the country. Tons of talent, but they have a new quarterback and new coaches. They returned eight from a really good offense mm-hmm. last year, but the signal caller, Ellinger, is oh, gone. Boo. Sorry, Rich. I know. Sorry. These, these kids have to graduate. I wish they didn't. <laughs> they should make an exception. <laughs> For Sam Ellinger yeah. and Brett Rippon. And... <laughs> no, just the ones I like. They're okay. gungy. <laughs> Um, Sarks comes in after coordinating arguably the greatest offense we have ever uh, seen. I wouldn't say arguably. I mean, they, I wouldn't argue with you for yeah. sure. Well, it's, it's arguable between Alabama 2020 and LSU 2019. <laughs> right, exactly. So, yeah, I don't, that's, those are crazy. Like, I don't, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, can you do the same with the Longhorns? Probably not this year. Uh, he does have a really good running back in Bijan Robinson yep. who averaged 8.2 a Man, carry. Dude is amazing. Dude is amazing. So they're going to have to rely on him early in the season. The defense brings back six and they weren't horrible last year. Improved. They were improved. I mean, their passing defense oh, was ranked true. 108th in the country. So schedule-wise, the non-con isn't that easy. They have a Louisiana at home to start. Not a for-sure win. Louisiana, who they upset last year or in the first game? Um... Oh, Iowa State. Iowa State, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then they they play they go they go to Arkansas and we saw what they did last year in right. the SEC. Yep. Um then they get a couple break then they get a break a couple weeks, Rice and Texas Tech at home, mm-hmm. then at TCU, then Oklahoma and the Red River shootout, then uh Oklahoma State at home, a breather at Baylor, then Iowa State, then the schedule settles down with KU at home and then then they go at West Virginia. Well, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Home versus K State. Sneaky good team. I mean those yeah. two teams are not easy outs. Hell no. So I think eight is really hard number to get to when you have so many toss ups. I say go under seven and five will be a really good first season for Sarks. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't disagree. It's funny though. So, like Texas went seven and three last year, and that was enough for the folks in Austin to say bye. Yeah. To Tom Herman. Funny thing was though. The Longhorns were seriously 13 points away from being undefeated. Crazy. They lost to TCU by two, the Land Thieves by eight in quadruple overtime. Yeah, yeah. Remember that fucking game? Yeah, yeah. And Iowa State by three. I mean, yeah. th- those are the best teams in the conference last year. And yeah. I mean, they're, the ball bounces their way in those games, and, and they're very well in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, in yeah. an undefeated season. And yeah. Tom Herman is the hero of Austin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not just Austin, the whole state. Like, uh, to quote another old saying, um, all things flow according to the whims of, the, of random variance, as you as you know. Oh, yeah, that, that, saying. <laughs> that saying. Yeah, I think I saw that on a poster. Yeah, it's on a bumper sticker, too. I, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, if this wasn't a complete rebuild with a much, uh, pretty much a brand new offense from top to bottom, including the coaches and the quarterback and everything, I would say UT goes over. 
impresses for a conference title just because, like I said, that random variance, I like that when it, when I see that and I'm like, man, they were one or two plays away. They were, you know, a quarterback or, you know, a tipped ball away yeah. from winning a game yeah. or like they or were, a penalty. Yeah. Or like a toe out of bounds on the yeah. white line, you know, away from winning these games. It's just so it's so much luck driven in those in those really close games that I like it when when you see some of like the seven and three that could have easily been, you know, 12 and 0 yeah. or 10 and 0 or 10 and 0 or whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but where it stands now, there are just there are too many uh, known unknowns and unknown unknowns, and not enough known knowns, and there are absolutely zero unknown knowns because that doesn't make any sense. Got it. I got it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, I think six minimum, eight maximum is the range I would settle for UT uh, ending up in, and so I would stay away or lean under if you're going to bet. Yeah, stay away. Stay away. Probably. <laughs> probably you don't away. want any of this. <laughs> yeah. You don't want that smoke. Uh, yeah, you don't want any of that smoke. Uh, I don't care how good it, t- it smells. <laughs> what? <laughs> What's well, in Texas? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. Smell, yeah. I got you. Yeah. So you know, that was a that was a Texas barbecue joke. Oh good. <laughs> it's a good one. It <laughs> was really funny. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Full of puns tonight. Iowa State is next. The Cyclones uh, over under is eight. The over is minus one forty, and the under is plus one ten. Dingus. Uh, this is the year yes. for Ohio State. Yes. Make or break time. Iowa State. Iowa State. Well, Ohio State too. But. Yep. That's, well, it's not make or break for Ohio State. <laughs> it's always just make. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's never break. Uh, they returned, uh, uh, they meaning Iowa, oh no, I, Iowa State. There you go. Man. It's those, called the Cyclones. Those four-letter words, those four-letter states, you're really getting me. Um, they returned most of their key players. Yeah. And uh, it might not get this good again for the clones no. in a while, especially if uh, Matt Campbell gets lured away, which you've got to think is probably imminent, right? I mean, dude, Bill Conley points out a pretty amazing fact. Uh, when Matt Campbell took over in 2016, Iowa State had won seven of its previous 38 games. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 15% win rate. Yeah. Since Campbell's first year, they're winning 60... After this first year, they're winning 63% of their Crazy. games. 32 and 19. Yeah. One of the most epic Power 5 turnarounds in my recent memory, maybe it's maybe Bi- ever. Bill Snyder-like. I mean, Only yeah. Bill Snyder took a lot longer. Took a lot longer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that yeah. turnaround was, like, on a dime, yeah. dude. Yeah, Um, And despite that one weird week one loss we mentioned to uh, Louisiana in week one last year, the Clones won nine games in, in uh, 2020, including a loss to Oklahoma State by three yeah. and the championship game to o- o- Oklahoma by six, Yeah, right? And yeah. so those are really good competitive games. They didn't get blown out. Suffice to say, this is the year Iowa State is poised to make a run, not just at the college uh, or cha- the, co- the um, conference championship game, but the playoffs as well. Yep. Standing in their way is the entire slate of Big 12 teams we've just been like you know telling you about. It's not going to be a cakewalk, but mm-hmm. I mean they could start five and one or six and zero, oh, just like I think o- Oklahoma State could. So pencil in October 23rd on okay. your calendars, Legion. There it is. Clones Cowboys has the look and feel to me of an absolute barn burner. Bottom line for me, I think the Big 12 is a good conference this year, but Iowa State is going to be a, a breathing rarefied air with all of their returning talent, and I think that they'll go over eight wins pretty comfortably. This is, line seems so soft. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, that's why, I mean, it's minus 140. The Cyclones have the team to challenge Oklahoma for the crown this year. They return 10 on offense, mm-hmm. 9 on that's defense. Uh, this team beat OU last year yep. by 7 in the regular season, and then you just said they lost to them by 6 in the con- – I mean, that's – those teams are even. Yeah, that's what I that's what yeah. I read. Yeah, that that's just it's just close, good close games by two good teams. So it really comes down to them and OU again this year. Brock Purdy and Brees Hall are back. Both are contenders for many awards. Many awards here in the preseason. Both may be 
early Heisman mm-hmm. contenders, both of them. Brees Hall will be. He, oh. he was a, uh, up there last year, wasn't he? At least uh, in the conversation. For a yeah, while. he was in the conversation for a while. If they would have played twelve regular season oh, games last yeah. year, Brees Hall would have been flirting with two thousand rushing. I think yards. he would have been uh, very highly high in the consideration yeah. for the Heisman. Had he they he had sixteen hundred yards. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, crazy. So I think they have nine wins already. With toss-ups being home versus Iowa, which is always a very tough game for both. rivalry game. Oh, yeah. Iowa's not going to be that great this year, I don't think. I don't think so either. But they always play each other really tough. That's that's the, the yeah. rivalry. Thing. Yeah. So the talent, the talent gap is so heavily heavily leaning towards Iowa State. Yeah. But you're right. The conference, and, the, the 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 rivalry game is going to be close. Yeah. So that's what. So I, I like I said, I lean Iowa State there because Matt Campbell is a better coach than Kirk Ferentz. And you were like we were just saying the talent is the other one, but like we said, it's it's a rivalry game. So I just think like they're just better. Then the they finish out the season at OU. That's their last game. Oof. Yeah. Uh no 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 that's not their last game. Sorry, that's their second to last game is Oklahoma. Right. Then okay. they they have to go to Norman, and then they're home versus TCU. So I mean I lean a win versus TCU, but I think it actually depends on that Oklahoma game. Okay. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a hangover there, win or lose. Maybe. To be honest, so I'm going to go over the nine. I think they can go eleven and one at the very least this season, maybe twelve and zero, and have to, and then they're going to have to face an eleven one. If they go twelve and zero, they're going to have to face an eleven and one Oklahoma team in the conference championship game that they just played two weeks before that. Right. right. So it's going to be super fun. Um. So yeah. So next up we have Oklahoma. Oklahoma Sooners over under is eleven. Oh fuck. Um. <laughs> minus fifteen and minus fifteen. So no one can really. I, maybe that's just no one's betting it because I, everyone's like, like yeah. why would you? Right. It's such a hard number to hit. You yeah. Be, I mean, you. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, Alex Grinch, huh? Good hire. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't long ago we were laughing hysterically at the Sooners 84th ranked defense and talking all kinds of shit about the Big 12 defense in general but in tw- get this in 20, 2018 the Sooners gave up 48 to Texas 46 to Texas Tech 47 to uh, Oklahoma State 40 to wait for it Kansas ah. <laughs> 56 to West Virginia and 45 to Bama oh in, the, in the college God. football playoff dude fucking incredible they made it that far yeah. they had to outscore everyone because yeah. they could not play D yeah and now their defense is in top, the top 15 in S&P yeah. Plus. Yeah. They held five teams last year to 14 points or less. More importantly, these assholes have won six straight uh, conference championships. And they bring back self-trained wizard uh, Spencer yep. Rattler. I completely forgot we called him <laughs> self-trained wizard last year. And, he's, and, his, and he's, he has his two Favy receivers from last year, too. So the tons of talent. Oh, my and God. And get this. This is the most important thing. Yeah. They're also getting back Kennedy Brooks, who rushed for 1,000 yards in 2019 and opted out of 2020. Yeah. And Tennessee transfer Eric Gray, who ran for 1,300 yards with the Vols. Yeah, you heard me right. That's the, the, the team that averaged 500 yards per game and 43 points per game last year returns pretty much the whole offense plus two thousand yard rushers oh my God. and they have the top ranked defense in the country or in the in the conference or one of the top ranked defense in the conference seriously the land these are crossing over into bama and clemson territory yes i mean they're getting there yes uh the thing is you know OU always seems to manage to fuck up one game every single year yeah kansas state whoever i don't know who's going to get them this year maybe texas maybe oklahoma state maybe iowa state i can't i can't tell you who it's not going to be Nebraska. Oh God, no! <laughs> that's not going to be us. I saw. Uh, oh man, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> Real quick, quick aside on that. So uh, there's a guy I am friends with on Facebook, and he just went to Vegas last weekend. Yeah. And he but he took a picture of the board of the games that are already uh that have uh, lines already, and Oklahoma is only 
19 point favorites. Right now. <laughs> okay. I bet think, it now. Yeah. Bet it you now. Lock that fucker in before. Bet it now. <laughs> yeah, because that's not true. Yeah. Uh, 11 is a lot regular yeah. season. There's yeah. a lot of regular season wins, especially when Oklahoma usually fucks one up. I'm betting they push. Ended up 11 and 1. Okay. Um, I wouldn't take. It's hard, so hard to take the fucking over because I, you, the, you can't lose. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I would not take the over, but I. I also think they're such a good team that they could. That wouldn't surprise me if they got to twelve. So yeah, I, I have no idea. Yeah, I agree with everything you just said there. I mean, it's just crazy what Lincoln Riley has done. They have toss-up games, like we said, the Red River Shootout, Texas, because that game's always crazy true, true. every year. And by then, Sark's off, because it's the last game of the season, right? No, the Red River Shootout's like halfway through. Okay. Yeah, but so they'll have stuff figured out. Okay, so yeah. some, some, some yeah. continuity and gelling. Yeah, and Texas. then they get Iowa State the second-to-last game of the okay. year. Um, but they get them at home. They get them in Norman. So 11, like you said, just a big number. I mean, if the line was 10 or 10 and a half, I would take the over for sure. Right, so but for them to go twelve and zero is a tall order, but they have the defense to go with that offense. Like Rich said, fuck it, they go twelve and zero. Give me the over. Oh wow, I'm gonna look silly when West Virginia gets them in week four, <laughs> but fuck it. Yeah. So, um, and finally, the moment that everybody has been waiting for. This is why you listen to this whole thing. This Legion. is exactly why. This is why. Th- that's why we teased it in the beginning. <laughs> We're going to, as soon as my cursor goes all the way back up to the top, because the quest for two, the quest for two (laughs) is on Kansas over under is one, (laughs) but get this. The over is minus 200. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The the over is minus 200. That's that's the biggest one we've seen so far. Yeah. Yeah. The under is plus 160. All right. So Kansas. Oh, Sweet, sweet content, Kansas. I'm gonna call him content, Kansas. Content, Kansas. Content, Kansas. Um, at least you did have a you made a good hire with Leopold. We assume you did. Yeah, I mean, well, you I couldn't mean, do better. I mean, I don't know who you. Would, I don't know. Who no, you, you no. There's no way they could do better. There's absolutely no way they could do better. I'm surprised he went. Like that's on him. I know. To be honest, I know. I mean, he's 57. You know, he's that old. I didn't know that he was old. Well, that yeah. old. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's gonna. I mean, I don't know how so long I, he's got to rebuild that, but it better be fast. Well, I was really hoping that he would do another good job at Buffalo, and then they'd fire Frosty come in and be our right. coach. But uh, anyway, yeah, he's fifty-seven years old. Dang. Yeah. yeah, he's that might be his last stop. That's, that's where careers go to die. <laughs> so I'm, so I'm scared for him. That is scary. It's <laughs> very scary. I'm very scared now. I know. Um, so it's ho- so hard to tell how the Jayhawks are going to do. Well, I mean, they're going to be shitty. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, that's just the way it is. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be shitty. But will they win two games? <laughs> okay. Oh, I got you. So let's just go through the schedule. South Dakota's first. Should win that one. Should be a win. Should that one. Then Coastal Carolina. Loss. Loss. Then Baylor. Loss. Then at Duke. Duke, Duke is one of those weird, sneaky, good teams where they play tough. They were so bad last year. They were so bad, but that's because they kept they had that quarterback who kept turning the ball over. Like yeah. every other game, he'd throw yeah. like five picks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I think that's a toss up. I really do because I don't think Duke's very good. Could be. Okay. And then they have the rest okay. of the Big Twelve, which is the all losses. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> think they can win another one after that. Yeah. So if they get to Duke, once they get to Duke, then Duke's we'll know. Their only hope. Yeah. yeah. Then they'll be the quest for two for the rest of the year right um i think they were improve over the course of the year because leopold is a good coach and should be able to improve the program but i mean there's only just one there really is only one way for them to go he can't get worse (laughs) he can't get any worse so uh, i'm gonna go over because i do think duke will be really shitty again this year all right i don't like david cutcliffe i don't think he's that good of a coach okay 
Um, so I guess I'll take the minus 200 for the two wins Ooh, okay. on the over. And, right. the, and they're going to be off of our quest for two by week three. Man, that would be... That might be... That's the boldest prediction I've ever made on this podcast. It's also the saddest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it just because it kind of makes me, like, feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, dude. There is... So there's no such thing as a good year to start coaching at Kansas. (laughs) But Leopold picked one of the worst years to start his rebuild because of how deep the conference is. The Jayhawks have, like you said, one likely win, South Dakota. Mm -hmm. The rest... I think the rest of them are just a matter of how... Of, of how many points they're going to lose by. Yeah. Um, you know, as you said, the market's favoring the over pretty heavily. Uh, but man, like last season, the Jayhawks only kept one opponent within two touchdowns. Ooh. That's fucking bad. Yeah. Maybe Leopold will be a good power five coach. Maybe he won't. I I, I don't know. Uh, after Frost, I'm like, mm, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know Les Miles isn't terrible. I mean, he had success in the power five. It's just that like the insane lack of talent at KU in comparison to the rest of the Big 12, was like way too much for yeah. less to overcome, which I think he's proven was a, he was able to coach successfully because of the talent that he had around him. Yeah. And without the talent, he can't, he's not a good coach. The question is, is Leopold like that? Mm-hmm. Or can he over can he out-coach his, 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 the talent gaps? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to see, like you said, Lance turning around in, in, in year one, especially for a team that lost all of its uh, 2020 conference games by an average of 36 points. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> so fucking bad. Uh, one win seems about right. Two wins would be a good start. Three or more wins, Leopold gets Big 12 coach. Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Kansas gets a three, and I will fucking like tweet. I will join Twitter again and tweet at the whoever. Maybe the, the KU fucking, super fan? Yeah, and, just, and whoever the, I don't know, the committee is that gives the Big 12 coach yeah. of the year, I will yeah. tweet them every day. Yeah. yeah. I'll wake up, have my morning coffee, take a poop, <laughs> and tweet those assholes. Like, you better fucking get Leopold in there. <laughs> Yeah, dude, yeah, totally. If he can get three, that means he snuck up on all of those decent teams. Yeah. The big, and, the turned a, and turned a team that is like ostensibly one of the worst in history. Yeah. You get beat by 36 on average in their conference. Yeah. And the next year you turn around and like start beating teams in that conference. Like yeah. that is a turn. That is a fucking epic turnaround. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. If they get three, uh, actually, if they get three, we're just going to do Kansas games all year <laughs> yeah, anyway. I know, right? And this will just turn into a Kansas I'll, Jayhawks I'll super a fan. Jayhawks cast. fucking super fan. Yeah. Ditch the Huskers right away. Oh, yeah. Totally. And it's like, Lawrence isn't that far away. You can go to games. Exactly. Bet they're cheap. Yeah. Drive down there. No one's yeah. there. Yeah. We can go get tickets on the 50 yard line. <laughs> I don't need to buy them ahead of time. It's like, go <laughs> yeah. to the window. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> your popcorn and your ticket. $10. <laughs> movie theater. Ten. We'll buy that. We'll buy the high <laughs> seats and then just move down. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. Because no one's going to be no there. No one's there. So there it is, everybody. Our Big Twelve preview. Um, this this conference is going to be super tough this year, and it's it's going to be super fun to watch it because of all these awesome coaches and yep. these teams are they they're just good. They're good. Like the offenses, yeah, did take a step back, but they were super powered anyway. And then the, now the defenses have kind of caught up, yep. balancing out these teams. I think you'll see a playoff team out of this conference. Oh, no doubt. I think no it'll, doubt. It'll, Iowa State or Oklahoma's coming out of yep. this and go and joining the the playoff. Oh yeah. Unless for some reason something crazy happens, and they get frozen out, which yeah. does happen to the Big Twelve. Yeah, but you know, but but, but not recently. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, because Oklahoma's made it a few times. Yeah, Oklahoma's time. made it. Yeah, oh, Big Twelve's made it more than the Pac twelve has. That's true. So yeah. yeah. So and then once they get to the once we get expanded, then we'll go from there. So we'll keep you guys abreast on the yeah. uh, Big Twelve. We sure will <laughs> on the on the Big Twelve nice. uh, conference itself uh, as the developments happen with Oklahoma and Texas and SEC. See what happens what are you, there. What are you giving the odds? Fifty percent or less. 
What do you think yeah. it really happened? Yeah, 50, 50%. I think it's 50-50. Really? Yeah, because I think... Do you think it could be like a ploy? Like 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 maybe Oklahoma and Texas want a bigger pie, share the pie in, in the Big 12? They already have the biggest pieces of the pie. I, right, but maybe they want like more and they're like yeah, greedy maybe. fucks and they're just like, okay, they're going to they're gonna threaten yeah. to leave and like and they just like try to get like 99% of like all the <laughs> revenue. I mean, I guess maybe, but I don't know, like... This is they. I, I think they're like too into the forest to see the trees because this is a really good conference. That's in the next couple of years, you give these amazing. Yeah, these co- these these coaches are gonna make these programs awesome. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my dog's barking at the cat, so that's gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Oh, you, speaking of rap, you don't want to do any raps like we. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not no. gonna. No, we're gonna do that. Although uh, R.I.P. Bismarcky. Oh, that's right. Yep. See, there so there's go. gonna be some Bismarcky playing. Oh, at the end baby, of this episode. You there you go. Got what I need. If you want to sing out key, like he's just a friend. I'm your guy. <laughs> just say. <laughs> oh, baby. There you go. All right, we're out of here. Bye. 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 Is that a harmony? No. Nope. Come on. I'm not even going for it. It's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say he's just a friend. And you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby. I'll say something. No. <laughs> That's something. You should have said something. That's what I would have said. I said something. something. <laughs> and then like and then been all like You missed an awesome opportunity. Put on the spot. Hey, do your Kenny voice again. <laughs> I'm Kenny. I'm going to Florida and Disney World and I'm afraid of the red algae. <laughs> Man, that's perfect. <laughs> that was a perfect that's impression. Just, spot on. <laughs> perfect impression of Kenny. You ever heard like raccoons when they get mad? Uh-uh. Oh, it is crazy. Yeah. You would never expect it. No. It's like the deepest, throatiest, like lion roar growl thing. It's unbelievable. Wow. It comes out of them, you're like, uh, that does not, like that, is, like that circle cannot square. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to see a video?